You are now listening to Podcasting in Pinstripes, the official New York Yankee podcast of Gotham Sports Network. Welcome back to another episode of Podcasting in Pinstripes, the official New York Yankees podcast on the Gotham Sports Network. We hope everybody had a fun and safe Memorial Day weekend. I know, Sam, you did, but there is a lot to talk about Yankees baseball. Some things good, a lot of things bad. How you doing, man? Steve, I could be doing better. Um, (laughs) The last time we talked to each other was May 20th. The Yankees had just taken three or four from the Texas Rangers. After that, they went on to sweep the Chicago White Sox at home, who had the best record in the American League. Great Monday. Oh, yeah. Awesome. And Monday, we're feeling good. That Saturday game against the White Sox was a 7 nothing blowout. The Yankees, it felt like they handled them. And then off day, Tuesday the 25th, 6-2 loss to the Blue Jays. Everybody gets hurt, it feels like, in that game. And then the postponement, doubleheader, seven innings. It's crazy. I had to go out and mow the lawn in, like, the fifth inning. You know, like this. And I'm like, oh, I'll be back. I'll be done by, like, the eighth and ninth. Hopefully they have it. Nope. Stupid seven-inning game. <laughs> the, the rain was coming, and I'm like, final. Two-nothing. And I got that alert on my watch when I was nowhere near done the long. I'm like, oh, my God, you stupid idiot. Um, <laughs> I don't but, think you're smart, Sam. It's okay. But, but it's um, – yeah, that, that was a, a, a kind of a, a, a weird week there. You know, such great things versus the White Sox. And then, and then it seems like every time the Yankees have an off day, something goes awry. Um, it, I, I haven't looked it up, the exact numbers here, but like they definitely lose more than they win after an off day. And given the way that this team's kind of structured, it should be the opposite. We, the, you know, they, they love to rest players. They love to you know, make sure everybody's fresh uh, and give their, their big guys some days off here. So you think an off day would be good for the entire team. But it kind of seems like the opposite way because then they go on to the, the off day Monday, like you said. Um, to end May, then they, they lose to Toronto. They have the postponement. They lose again to, to Toronto. This game one of the doubleheader. Um, so I'm just done with off days. Let's go. The Yankee, Boone does enough off days for our lineup that we don't need them. Let's just play every day. Just play Jeez. every day because then we get we go to Detroit and we get shellacked by a terrible Detroit Tigers team. What the hell happened there? I have no freaking clue. We're celebrating Memorial Day, and I come back and the Yankees lose every game. I'm so I text my buddy on Monday when the they go down six freaking nothing in like the third or fourth inning, and I'm like, oh, I guess the Yankees took a holiday weekend too. I guess they celebrated Memorial. Day. I mean, they nobody wants to be off. in Detroit for Memorial Day. I get it, but you still got to show up to work. What did they did they send the Scranton team out there? I'm looking <laughs> at the lineup, and, and it says players that play for the Yankees and are on the 25 man roster right now. Um, I'm still not convinced that they didn't send like the Scranton guys there and let the other guys have the holiday weekend. Yeah, um, and then so you lose three there. You come back home, uh, you lose to Tampa, and you think the wheels are going to fall off. The season's over, and then they somehow turn it around with a nice walk off win of Clint Frazier, um, and then and then a decent game uh, on Wednesday, and you're like, oh, Yankees got Garrett Cole on the mound Thursday afternoon to take three of four from the best record in MLB Tampa Rays, and Garrett Cole throws a dud. And then there is a, a, a lot, a lot of necessary chatter on today about the strike zones 
in, in Garrett Cole's game. Um, and there also was um, kind of a similar situation in the first Detroit game. That I know we were, it was already Freddy Friday. I bet you Sam was a few a few Miller lights deep here. But to end the game Friday in the 10th inning, the Yankees have a 2-1 lead. They get strike three to end the game. It happens. It just doesn't get called. Next pitch is a two-run walk-off, and it's a loss. So right there, boom, ump show, lost game. Uh, not going to blame it all on, on the umps today because the Yankees scored two runs, but there was two different strike zones on the mound today. There was a Yarborough strike zone, which apparently is six inches to the left, and then there was Garrett Cole's strike zone, which was a normal strike zone. Uh, I don't. The Yankees' boom got tossed. DJ was throwing his helmet. I, I don't know how you still have a job if you're an ump if you can't make you know have the same strike zone for two two teams. How did it, Boone, and I know this was a popular take on Yankees Twitter. I'm not going to be the first person to say it. Clint Frazier had two balls called in his at-bat. Or, excuse me, two strikes called in his at-bat. One of them was way off the plate, and the other one was... Well, it was still off inches off. Both were inches off the plate. I mean, the first the first changeup might have been as well as in the Yankee dugout. I don't know how Boone didn't get tossed after that. Your team's got a scoring chance. You're down one. There's runners on second and third with one out, and not I, just one, not just one pitch in that at bat. There's two pitches that go to a hot hitter who we're, we'll talk about in three up, three down. There's two pitches that go to a hot hitter, and he. There's nothing. I hear no barking, and then I finally hear barking when they're down six yeah, one or at six that point, two or whatever. Late. Game's um, over, and the Rays got every pitcher in the book. But that Frazier at bat, I, I'm looking, and I look on K-Zone. What was going on there? Did you see Pitching Ninja had it put up an expanded strike zone for his? For his that, that was great. Just ex- a completely different box there and said he was uh, painting the black. Um, and, and look, I, I know the Boone the boot thing. Yankees still had a, a rally, potential rally there. And I can't get mad at Clint Frazier for not getting mad because he got tossed for, for saying a few magic words, uh, you know, like last month. And the Yankees kind of were pissed at Frazier for, you know, losing his bat the rest of the game. So I'm not mad that Clint didn't say anything too. I mean, he just walked off with shaking his head. Like, what are you going to do? It's, then At that point, it's a 2-1 game. You can't let Clint get tossed. So, yeah, if, if Boone came out there, uh, it, it would have been nice. Um, and then you go the next inning, and that's kind of where it all fell apart for Garrett Cole. You know, not his best outing at all. Um, and you know he, he owned up to it as he always has when he has a bad outing. Um, but you know that was a kind of where they needed a Cole to pick him up. There, it's only two one at that point. Uh, after that next half inning, though, we're, we're looking at six one seven one, and then eventual nine two. Um, you know, loss here. So it, we end we end uh, the week, uh, you know, our podcasting week on uh, on a down note here. But there were there were some positives. I you know splitting the series with Tampa Bay, they are the hottest team. In baseball. Especially after Monday, Steve. Like you said, we thought the wheels were going off. Uh, I mean, to get a split coming out of the Detroit series, I hate to say I would have signed up for, but I mean... I would have. I would have, though. We know how these games get, and especially after Monday and Tuesday with the with the Yankees being down in that game, credit to the Yankee bullpen. Uh, Ludage and, you know... Who was the I, – I forget who the other one was to shut him down in the 10th and the 11th. Um, but the, the Yankees held the race scoreless in both of those wonky – in both of those wonky extra innings uh, where that you start with a runner on second. Yeah. I could not believe that. And then Clint turns on a ball in the 11th. But 
after Monday, if, if you told me the Yankees were getting were getting two after that, and I know Cole stunk today, and that was a letdown for everybody, but I yeah, we're down. We're, we're taking we're down, and look, look Sam, yeah. we're I mean, we the, the Rays are good, but we're talking there. Rays are white hot. The Rays are fifteen. I'm sorry, eighteen and five of their last twenty three games, which is crazy, and it's even crazier that four of those losses have come versus the Yankees. And they traded their starting shortstop. Halfway through. It's insane. They traded their starting shortstop. They literally don't lose to anybody. And they, if you want to take a big, you know, some some solace in what the Yankees got going on here, the Yankees haven't been able to beat the Rays since they be, they, they got dropped the devil, especially not in uh, in down, down in Tampa. The Yankees have they're, – they're four and two versus the Rays uh, since uh, since May. I'll, I'll be happy with that. I'll be happy. They're the best team in baseball right now. And somehow the Yankees have beat them four times out of the five losses they have. Never would have guessed that knowing what we know about the, the Yankees and their lineups here. So just, uh, you know, kind of a clusterfuck things. Uh, you know, Stanton's back, but he's off every other day. He's practically been a, a part-time Jesus. player since he's been back. They lost Luke Voigt for an extended period of time. Um, we, we, we knew it a couple weeks ago, but officially Aaron Hicks is out for the year. Um, so there are lots of, lots of roster moves going on here. Mike Ford gets a... Get gets sent down after you know doing nothing in the past two two months here, um, but I think he could be back in a few a few days. I think that was more of a uh, just a send down to get some more bullpen arms. So I don't think don't know if that experiment's over. So just a, just a lot of craziness uh, for the Yankees. But let's get into the three up three down. Just talk about a few specific players here and, and see and see where that leads us. Because as is anything with the Yankee season, we just don't know what, what's going to happen next year. Um, but we talked about talked about Clint Frazier. So he wasn't on my original list here, but uh, you make a good point that we got to we got to bring him up. Big walk off home run and an even bigger catch in the eighth inning of that game where he dove and it kind of looked like he dove incorrectly, but still came up with the ball. Uh, Clint's been getting a little hotter. He, he's still batting under two hundred, uh, but a couple long balls and it was nice to see that ridiculous uh, bat speed with the walk off home run. It really was. He's 4-17 in his last four games. Uh, yeah, he's got that trademark like we've always talked about, those quick hands and the flick of the wrist right out to left field. A nice two-run single on – it was the Wednesday game. I yep. have my days all mixed up because of the Memorial Day. I cannot believe tomorrow uh, – We're already looking Friday. at the weekend. Like, We're already looking at the weekend here. Oh, my goodness. But – yeah, four RBI for him in his last four games. He's getting more comfortable at the plate, it looks like. Some of his earlier at-bats just weren't competitive at all. Uh, felt he was, bad he was about. letting too many strikes just go right down the middle. Um, and we like him to be patient. But sometimes, you know, when you know you can hit the ball, just hit the ball. And I think he's doing that a little more. Yeah, and he made that great diving catch. Uh, on Tuesday to save the game. I mean, if that ball drops, there's no way the Yankees no, are yeah, that game's over. that bullpen. That game's over if it drops. Uh, even with the bad throw today, which... Uh, <laughs> Air Frazier. He's, he's done oh that a few times in his career. I mean, Zanino was not even at third base. We're talking about Mike Zanino. We're not talking about fast and spry Joey Wendell here. We're talking about Mike Zanino. He wasn't even a third. He gets waved and Frazier sends a throw to Brooklyn. I don't know. But with the Yankees outfield issues, and we'll get to a certain outfielder uh, in, in the three down series, 
He's going to be getting every day at bats, and this is his time to shine. And we've seen bits and pieces so far in this mini four-game stretch. Uh, in previous games, he hadn't had a multi-hit game since May 25th. And, yeah, um, that was good to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah rough, rough week, day so. with the over four uh, on Thursday, but you got to be encouraged by what you kind of maybe the one bright spot in in Detroit. You know, actually was able to get a hit in Detroit compared to anybody else in the lineup, and then the big walk off. So yeah, let's let's see Clint in the lineup every day. It should be with, without question. I know he's still batting one eighty four, but he's got his on base percentage to to over three hundred. Um, so he's taking little walks. He's even shown some, some speed. You know, he's got, you know, speed. he's got two stolen bases that happened in the same game, but the Yankees don't, don't really, aren't known for stolen bases. So it pops when I see it there. Um, so, but yeah, it, it's, we know Clint is better than this. We know he can get his slugging percentage up. Um, he talked about it in his post game interview that he believes himself. The team believes in him and that all is nice and well, uh, it's, it's time to see the results. And but it's good to see him on the up list here. Even though it's not the greatest week of all time, he's been on the down list a few times this year. So to get him on the up list is big. Um, and he's playing a little, little left, little right. So we're we're seeing him all over the place here. Um, but that also means that left field is pretty open. And it seems like uh, Miguel Andujar has has taken claim to to being in the in the lineup almost every day. Um, three home runs since we last. He had zero since the last time we recorded. Now he's got three home runs. Uh, Always been the case with Andujar for me is if you give the guy 400 at bats, he's gonna hit, uh, and it seems like he might be getting that opportunity, which which is a, a much needed sight for him after the past few years. Yeah, we've talked about it. He hits, but we've said he doesn't have a position really with the Yankees. But with all the outfield injuries, he could take over that left field spot. Uh, I, I know. You'd have to give Frazier some at-bats out there. Judge is in right field. But as long as this Jekyll and Hyde thing uh, keeps going on with Stanton, which I, I do want to get into a little. Uh, I'll put it out there right now. I think they're lying about Stanton's health. They, they kind of hinted at it, saying, like, hey, he didn't do any rehab, so we got to kind of wean him back in. So it makes it imply that they kind of were pressured to take him off the I.L. before they really wanted to. Yeah, I... You're, and he's been terrible since he came, he's been back. Like, I didn't even put him on the down list because he doesn't seem like he plays every day. But he's been terrible in, in the games he's played. Yeah, uh, but Andujar is six for nineteen in his last five games. Uh, three home runs in that span. Although the Thursday game came in garbage time, the Yankees were. But, but I, like, I liked it though. It was he he pulled it. He that, that was an old Mickey home run. He he really got into that, and you know it's good to see him not taking at bats off you know especially when, when it's a, a blowout game uh like you said meaningless home run but but maybe that leads to a, a good at bat you know versus the red sox this weekend and that that's what we're going to need um i would love i would love for miguel duhar to take a walk or take a few pitches you know he just ripped frazier for doing this and and you know not and, and not swinging on his pitch but there's not a pitch in baseball that Andujar doesn't think he can hit he still has zero walks on the year um Please take um, some pitches. Please take some pitches. <laughs> I, I I can't I can't believe it. He's played in. He's got 70, 77 70. at bats. He's got an average of yeah. two forty seven and a on base percentage of two forty seven. <laughs> I that's that's honestly impressive. I 
He's got, I think he's got, he's got 20, 20, he's got under 30 walks. I think it's 20, he had 25 his rookie year, uh, then one or two maybe in the couple games he's played. He's got under 30 walks in his career. Uh, way too many at-bats for, uh, for, for that to be the case. Yeah, I, that is, I, will it ever change? No, um, I, I, I would like to say yes, but no, it won't. Um, but if you're hitting 300, you're hitting 310, okay. All right, maybe it's something we can live with as you're, you know, you're the six-seven hitter here. But the Yankees lineup is, is, you need to get some guys on base. Like we know, like the issue of, and it's not like he's striking out at an absurd rate either. He's actually doing the opposite. When he's putting the ball in play, it's leading to really bad outs. He's already got four double plays this year, three or four double plays this year. Uh, he had nine his rookie year, uh, so he's on pace for like seventeen double plays if he continues to play at this rate. That, so he's not just making one out. He's making two outs. But that, that's um, that would be for the down list. And Duhar is on the up list. Three home runs. Uh, got got some pop back in him and not making himself look like a fool in the outfield. Yeah, you're right about that. And if Duhar can – I don't think he'll have zero walks all season. But there's just some other guys on the Yankees. You look at their OPS in just going up and down the lineup today. There's only one guy that was in the lineup today that has an OPS over 750. Gotta be and, 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 Yeah, right? and, and, and <laughs> yeah, I'm setting a mediocre plateau there, right? Yeah, no, yeah, that's, that's not impressive. I mean, we can talk yeah. about DJ. DJ, what, what? He's he's not been the DJ that we've had the past two years. With that's been brought up as well. I, I mean, he, he's you know getting a base hit here and there. He's not. Terrible, but he's not fifteen million dollars a year for the next six years that we talked about. He's been far from the elite player that he's been, which I think when you're talking about the Yankees' offensive issues, and we didn't put him on the down list, but you know, you know we're, we can we can put him on because you're right. It's been he's he's batting two fifty five. This guy that batted three forty three last year and won the batting title. So you know he's his his slugging percentage is three twenty seven. And Sam, if you remember. I said in our, our, you know, opening weekend podcast that if there's someone that's going to struggle with the the new baseball, that DJ LeMayo is primed for that. I thought that meant power-wise. I thought it meant he might not hit 25 home runs. He might hit 12, 13 home runs. I didn't think that was going to mean he was going to bat 250. I thought we're still looking at a 300 hitter who might get a couple home runs robbed from him. But it, there, there's a big difference here. Um, and it seems like the way that DJ's approach that he'd be okay that to still get his hits and maybe lose the home runs. Like we said, Judge is going to get his home runs no matter what you do the ball because the guy's going to power it 6,000 feet. DJ had a couple wall scrapers last year, but take that out of the equation here. He's, he looks like a different player. He looks like what people thought he was going to be when he came to the Yankees, like a guy that you can move around the field and put in the bottom of the lineup. We're talking about a guy getting MVP votes the past two years. So DJ struggled big time. Yeah, and the, you look at offensive trends around baseball. They are so yeah. So baseball down. in general is just a. And now I, we we have Garrett Cole on the down list again, but I want to bring up with these offensive trends. Major League Baseball sent out a memo to teams today that they are cracking down with substances on the ball. Maybe they think pitchers are putting stuff on the ball or whatever. I don't. 
Wanda yeah, Saito, no, I, and it was a good article. Podcast. Did, did you see the Jared Carabas graph he posted? Of course, yeah, but that's bullshit. Today. You could do that for anyone, every pitcher in baseball besides Jacob Degrom, and Jacob Degrom uses the same shit too. So Jared could do all the shit he wants. I don't, I don't care. But I, I, I it make it makes sense. Like the, yes, the pitchers have been doing stuff. It started a couple of weeks ago with the Cardinals head uh, manager coming out and being like, "What is going on? MLB has to do something." Um, and, and he said he talked to his team about it. it was like, yeah, like I'm going to call everybody out here. Um, and it is that weird balance. I know Dan Patrick and, and John Boy were talking about it um, on the radio the other day of do the players – where is the tipping point of the hitters being like, this is enough is enough. We need to cut this stuff out. But also don't want to offend their teammates who are using that too. Look, the, the MLB average is like 246, right? The, the highest team is like batting 246. So there's clearly something going on with the baseball. The spin rates are, are through the roof here. Trevor Bauer has been saying it four years. Um, so it's, it's interesting to see what they're going to do here. They've been collecting baseballs all season for things that they think might have stuff on it. They've kind of done some research, and now they're going to say, hey, it's a 10-game suspension if you get caught with it. Maybe that's the start of it. Maybe it doesn't take place really till next year. But the, look, baseball complained about too many home runs, and then it's fitting now they're complaining there's not enough hits. Like this is what you wanted. This is what baseball does. They they they, they fuck around too much and they go to two extremes, and now we're sitting here with you know teams averaging three four hits a game. And the Yankees are one of them. And it's it sucks. And it's <laughs> singles. It's singles. It's you know. They're a singles hitting team. The slugging percentages are so, so down. There's three guys. I'm not even counting Kyle Higashioka. There's two non-Higgy guys with slugging percentages uh, over 400 points in today's lineup. It's Urshela and it's Judge. I mean, just extra base hits are down. Home runs are down. It's it's That's not good. It's not fun. I'll take and you can tell what we the, saw the, the, in 2019 and 2020. I'll take what we saw. Yeah. It's, I'll take offenses getting going. You look at the NFL. I mean, offense, it, it, it gets going. Offense is the name of the game right now. You look at the NBA, what the three-point shot has become in recent years. And they clearly – Went to one extreme. They went to the other extreme. And they're going to regret it. They're going to regret saying there was too many home runs. I think everybody is. They're going to be like, this was, yeah, okay. You know, yeah, we like big rallies and stuff. But, like, if this is the alternative, I think that was people not realizing it. They're like, oh, if we change the balls, we'll get to, back to the baseball we like. It's like, no, it's going to go the opposite way. These All these athletes in all these sports are, are looking for the slightest edge that's going to make them dominant in one aspect of the game here and take advantage of that. And now we're seeing it with pitchers. Um, look, and that little slight movement that you're seeing, guess what it's going to do? It's going to make the ball dive a little bit little bit more, and it's going to lead to ground balls. And we've seen it from the Yankees. The Yankees have 52 double plays. So if they do get a hit, the pitcher's like, fine. I got enough stuff on this ball to drop it just a little bit more. that They pound it in the dirt and give me a double play. And it's shocking, but right now the Astros are actually the league leaders in double plays. Somehow the Yankees aren't even first at 52 double plays. They've got 53 double plays. We're going to see record double plays in across all of baseball. And it's going to be pretty pretty easy to find out why. I, like you said, it's there, there's clearly something up. And double plays, ground balls, 
extra base hits down with everyone, Yankees included. This is just not – if they think this is the product that they're going to get the younger generation of fans into, they're ju- they're just mistaken. Uh, I mean, th- the Rays nine runs today. I mean, all these games were 4-3, 5-3, um, you know, close, low-scoring games. Um, 3-1 on Monday. The Yankees struggled to hit all weekend in Detroit. You know, I know the Tigers scored six runs Monday. It's it's just not – they went to the other extreme, like you said, and they're going to regret it. And I feel like when we get to the winter meetings, the owners' meetings, we're going to have some stuff said about this. And just, yeah. just like they did last time that they said they altered the ball, but they didn't tell anyone. Right, this, and it's gonna be this... we're gonna check and see if pitchers stop. Like, let's see, let's, let's see. Like we like you said that we saw the Garrett Cole spin rate was down today too. Let's see if that's a glip uh, for a, a bad outing here. Let's just see. Let's let's monitor all players. Are there players who are gonna be like, okay, MLB's cracking down. I'm gonna stop using whatever it is we're using here, um, and we'll see if just in general, like if, let's look from now on. Let's go from June third on, or are if runs go up. If so, then we'll see, like, hey, pitchers are like, cool, we got away with it. All right, let's go back to doing what we used to do. Um, if not, if they're like, hey, screw you, MLB, come, come, I dare you to come suspend me, then we're still going to see these outings. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. That's like uh, that's our, our baseball rant here that, that deals a lot with the Yankees. Um, but also, you know, not too much. We don't, Yankees don't have studs uh, in, in the, on the mound. In the bullpen, they do. Maybe, maybe the, the bullpen's benefiting from this because Chapman's been unreal. Uh, one of the other guys I wanted to talk about for the three-up list has been Chad Green. Chad Green, Green's been a, a great player for uh, the Yankees for a few years. And that's continuing in 2021. He is uh, He's mowing down players left and right, uh, and his stuff looks the same. So it's it's good. We've, we've talked about Chapman a few times. We've talked about how important Johnny uh, Loisaga has been. But uh, Chad Green's been, uh, been kind of the steady hold that we haven't really mentioned that much this year. Yeah. And his last... It is, yeah, four games, scoreless, and in his last nine appearances, he's pitched 10 innings, faced 36 batters, three hits, four walks, seven Ks, one earned run, one run overall in that point after uh, since that debacle he had against the Astros where he gave up three earned runs in the third of an inning. He's always, he's always, few of those a year, that's still chattering. We'll, we'll live with that. Live we'll live with, with that. We'll live with that. Because the rest yeah. of the time it's been, like you said, it's been pretty lights out for him. He's been he's been doing really good. Um, he's pitched, pitched pitching a lot too. You know, he's going back to back days, back to back, twenty seventh, twenty eighth, and then when again June first, June second. Uh, obviously, was getting the day off today here because the Boone's not going to go three days in a row. Yankees um, had all their guys in the bullpen not available. I mean, once no, it got yeah. to, I mean, what was so funny. And I hate to laugh at it, but when Nick Nelson couldn't find his own with the bases loaded, they took two mound visits, and they're like, "Hey, we've." we've really I love got- the Yes Network showed the bullpen too, and there was just nobody up. <laughs> <laughs> they're just like, "Oh, okay." And it's like, it's it's you or nobody, you know. It's five two. We're we're about to, you know, yeah, kind of, which is fine. Like, I, I to be honest, I don't even like people get so mad when it gets like you know not they score nine ten runs like. I would even just be fine if you could just be like, hey, if you just just uh, do the old uh, pissed off Xbox kid and just push the restart button and be like, all right, cool, we'll see you tomorrow. We don't need to, fi- don't need to finish see- the rest of this. 
Did you see that cookie laid in there to Meadows? It was like a two. It was yeah, a two-o yeah. pitch. Clear, clear the bases, wherever it was. <laughs> oh my gosh! Clear, yeah, clear the bases. But Chad Green, Lewiska, Chapman, we could put these guys on the up list every week because yeah. they've been rock solid. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about Zach Britton in a little bit, I guess. Hopefully, but. I mean, if, if you add Zach Britton to that, like we're we're talking about a, uh, um, you know, a, a real. You know, they've always been the bullpen's been phenomenal. The bullpen's the reason why the Yankees aren't under 500. Uh, but Zach Britton is going to get a uh, is a rehab appearance this weekend. So you know, next time this week we we talk about Zach Britton rejoining the uh, joining the team, which should be a nice welcome boost for guys like Green and Luizga, who who Boot is relying on heavily anytime there's a close game. He got a rehab appearance last night, and a kid who played for Rutgers, who some of my friends are friends with. Took him deep. Oh, yeah, I thought you were going to say he made him look silly. <laughs> That's even better for him. That's awesome for him. Britain left a hanger right over the upper outer half part of the plate. And nah, Nick Matera, former Rutgers baseball player, he's in the Phillies organization. He slapped it right out to left field uh, for a home run that knocked in a couple of runs. But I'm excited to have Britain back. I. Hope that means no more Wandy Peralta in high leverage situation. He's that, been okay, but yeah, he's been a bit of an adventure. Bit yeah. of an adventure. He, he looks like he, uh, you know, is a you know beer league independent guy, but uh, he, so he gets the job done so far. Yeah, uh, but yeah, Britain will automatically go yeah. to oh, that top lefty out of the pen, uh, and then it'll be Justin Wilson and Peralta. Possibly. Justin Wilson's back on the IL, so maybe we get Darren O'Day yeah, back yeah. in here. Yeah, I totally forgot about O'Day. Who, who yeah, kind that of was another. One was, I know, I know. Was that Wilson's, he was doing good. Wilson's been I know terrible. Wilson's on the IL, but he was terrible beforehand. I was thinking about maybe when Wilson comes back, maybe it's the two of them competing for that. Or I mean, are they going to carry three? Are they going to carry yeah. four lefties in the bullpen? I, I think it's uh, if you get. If O'Day comes back and shows he's a little bit healthy, and same for Britain, um, the res- the emergence of um, Loisaga, you you get one or two decent decent appearances from Justin Wilson, and then you trade him. Just get, just get him off the payroll, save save a million bucks here, because uh, I like I said, if you're gonna if you're gonna use him only when you're up seven or up eight, then then he's useless. Um, so we'll see there. Other other good news while we're talking about some of the pitchers is Luis Severino is getting his first rehab start from Tommy John surgery way back when. Um, he seems to be progressing pretty well. He's actually, it seems to be a little ahead of schedule. Um, still probably got six six to eight weeks, I'd say, ahead of him before the Yankees would even consider him for an MLB role. And we'll have to see how these these rehab starts go. Um, we can look just across the river and see that, you know, Noah Syndergaard's rehab start went went very poorly. And he's he's not throwing for six weeks, so there's there's a lot of you know lot a lot a long way to go I should say before we consider what Severino could look like on this roster. But it is nice to see his name pop up on my feed in a positive way. It's been a while. I miss him. It really is, and I really hope we get 2017 first half of 2018 Severino. Yo, can you imagine? Uh, I am thrilled to see what he looks like in this rehab start, though. He struggled with secondary pitches his last. The last time we saw him hanging pitches up and out over the plate, hitters, 
I don't know if it was a tipping problem. I, I think that's what Pedro Martinez said when he worked with him in the offseason. Yep. His, his hand position was a, a little off. But I'm excited to see him. He's going to be with Tampa. Uh, that is the low A right now, I yeah, believe. Even even if he's working up uh, on, on some arm strength here, um, should, shouldn't have trouble with these kids. So if he has you know a one inning and six hits... I'd be a little concerned here, but like I said, it shouldn't really mean anything. He's just got to get some in-game experience again, get that arm strength up. Uh, probably six to eight weeks, I'd say at, at best. You know, I, I'm always on the uh, the caution side when it comes to Tommy John and say, hey, if we see him in September, I'll be happy. But but right now, it's like we could we could see some August Sevy. Uh, and, and keep rolling with it here. Corey Kluber's gonna pick up a baseball soon. I don't know where that came from today. Um, they got some more and more, some new doctors were like, Hey, let them throw, see what happens. So I don't know if this is just kind of a, let's test it out and, and see here, but it seems like good news. Um, but being that it's the Yankees, it seems like we could have him pick up a baseball and say, okay, you'll never pitch again. <laughs> I did see that, but I was so confused about the message that Boone said no timetable, no timetable, uh, but he's starting a different, a different timetable. That's the same timetable. It was so, it was very strange. Uh, they said it's you know, just good that they, they're always transparent with injuries. So we'll, <laughs> yeah. get, the, we'll, we'll get the full load. There's now. definitely no confusion ever here. But it, I think the the key point is that he wasn't supposed to touch a baseball for four weeks. It has definitely not been four weeks, and he's touching a baseball soon. So let, let us know how that touching of the baseball goes. I guess <laughs> Kluber. It's, but yeah, and the Yankees will really like to have him back. He got yanked in his last start early, uh, a couple ones after the no hitter, but. He was showing signs of really becoming potentially uh, not the dominant. Well, he obviously wasn't the no-hitter. He was our two-starter, though. The Yankees Yankees don't need him to be 2014 to 2018. They just need, you know, quality starts, a gem here and there. And his pitches were looking much better before he had to hit the hay. But, hey, he's... Picking up a baseball sooner than expected. I hope they're right about this because I don't want to be in a situation where the Yankees are going to be without Corey Kluber for the rest of the season because we're talking about a guy who made seven starts in 2019 uh, and, you know, one start last year. He threw not even, he threw one inning. So I'd rather play it on the side of caution here, but I – do trust that they're playing it cautious and not going to be stupid. Yeah, yeah. And most we'll kind of we've been playing around with Kluber's spot in the rotation. We did get to see uh, Davey Garcia make his second start of the year uh, way back in that Detroit uh, walk-off hit. Uh, it, it wasn't great. You know, Devi is has struggled. Um, he's only had two starts this year, obviously. Um, but they're, 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 he doesn't look like the same confident pitcher he was. He's still super young and obviously coming up and, and pitching, you know, one random spot starts here. You kind of need to get into a flow of it. Um, but, but another four earned run outing and, and didn't get past the, uh, the, the fifth inning here. Um, that is disappointing because there, there was a lot of, uh, hype that maybe he could even take the, the fifth spot out of spring training, um, while we, while we're trying to figure out what to do with Domingo Herman. Um, but now Mike King is getting the start versus Boston on Friday. So the Yankees didn't even want to throw Garcia back out there. So I'm not sure when we're going to see him again. It could be they alternate him and King on starts based on how they pitch. 
um, or or we might be done seeing uh, Davey for a while. Yeah, didn't even make it out of the fifth inning on Saturday. Uh, three strikeouts to one walk. Um, I watched a little bit of the condensed game earlier today. It's he did not have that same command on his curveball that he had. That that yeah. that is his bread and butter. That is his bread and butter. He's not blowing you away with 96, 97. Uh, he's got to have command of that curveball. And if he doesn't have command of that secondary pitch, he's kind of in the unpitchable category to me. Yeah, uh, especially it, in like a thing where it's, you know, strikeouts are so keen just for the Yankees pitching staff and for the Yankees lineup, obviously. He seemed like last year he was getting, no matter how many innings he got, he still got five, six strikeouts. You know, five innings, five strikeouts, five innings, six strikeouts. Um, the... Like I said, couldn't get out the fifth inning. Still got three strikeouts, but um, you can't. He's giving up more more hits than, than strikeouts. Um, is a little concerning when you look at kind of what he did last year. Look, he's still 22 years old. It's you know this is pretty young for the Yankees to be throwing him out there. Uh, but he's shown promise last year. Um, it might be he's he's not ready until he's 24, 25. Um, but he hasn't made. I I don't think we're going to see him in the future for a, a few more months. Is if Mike King's getting the start versus Boston. Um, then, then, then I think you got to ride King for like four or five starts. Let him get into a rhythm of being a starter, uh, and, and see what happens. Uh, sticking with a little bit of the injury talk here, Clark Schmidt is is throwing, starting to throw again here. He's been my boy for the past few years. I think he's going to be a stud for the Yankees if he could ever get healthy. And it's just disappointing to see that he continuously has opportunities to be in the rotation. But he's still not even picking up a ball. I don't think he's picked up a ball since since spring training. So another kind of disappointing year for 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 Clark Schmidt, who I think has absolute nasty stuff that the Yankees could use right now. But but we'll focus on the guys that are here. And Garcia has has struggled a little bit here. And the Yankees could have used a nice pick me up from him, a nice spark from a young guy like he he provided last year. But we hope he gets it right in 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 Triple A, and we'll see if we'll see him again maybe later this year. Yeah, you mentioned Schmidt. I think every Yankees fan will remember his MLB debut last year when Boone threw him out there. What a a jam jam of a situation. (laughs) We saw him three times last year. Uh, He made one start, but yeah, he's a guy. He's got that nasty breaking ball that he throws down in the zone. He always gets hitters to chase at least, you know, what we've seen in spring training in recent years and down in the minor leagues. I'm excited I can't get you can't get excited. I can't guys. even. He's he's been he's a classic Yankee, you know, pitching prospect. You, you can't get excited until you you see him do anything, and we we still haven't um, been able been able to figure it out. They, they say he's I'm looking excited great. To get him back and throwing though. I, yeah, I'm excited to you know that he'll could be another option, but I'm not expecting much. Um, really the one Yankees pitching prospect, like I said, in the draft that's panned out, if we want to stick with these young pitchers, is Jordan Montgomery, who's you know, now got his ERA under four. Some big starts against good teams. The, the White Sox this week against the Rays, the Astros. Um, he's Monty's, been doing well. Monty's been doing yeah. great. He's been, he's been doing great. He throws, he, he, the problem is with him is he, he always seems to pitch on days we record, and when, we, when, when that happens, he has a bad game. So we talk about him being bad. So he last pitched, you know, on on Wednesday. We were recording on Thursday, so we kind of already forgot about him because Cole had a stinker. Uh, but you're yeah. right; it's good to good to call him out. That was good. 
uh, a, a nice nice outing from him versus a team that is, like we said, leading baseball and wins. So so Jordan's been good. He's been consistent. That's what we need for him. We need him to just be the four or five consistent guy. Um, but given what the rest of the rotation has been doing, sometimes it need, he's been needing to pitch. But I think in his mind, when he thinks he's the two or three, he struggles. And when he realizes, hey, I just need to get a, a decent outing for the team, he does great. So yeah, it's, it's I, a little mix there of maybe it's maybe that's what I think for him. Obviously, he he won't say that, but it's another strong outing for him versus a team to get to get that nice win. You know, got into the seventh inning too. I thought I, I thought he was done after five. Then he came out for a nice quick sixth, and then he came out again for the seventh. So I'll I'll take that. Yeah, I mean, we saw him. I mentioned this all the time. That Sunday night game against Chris Sale in 2017, going toe to toe with him. Um, that was his rookie season, a sub four ERA as a rookie. And then, you know, of course that was the Raphael Devers game, but he's been someone who I've really liked for a while. And in terms of guys pitching well, who I've seen on the Yankees, he's one that I get hyped up about when I see him pitch well, because like we've always said, the amount of pitchers in our in the last, I don't know, 20 years that the Yankees have drafted and developed is a short, short list. Um, there might not even be five names on there. Who yeah. Would it's it's pitch the same solid as time. But he's got that ERA under years. four. Got that. If he get, keeps that ERA under four, Jordan Montgomery is going to be exactly what uh, I need from him. Just a nice big 6'6 six, six lefty on the mound. Um, already getting up to an age. Already at 28 years old because of the, you know, missing some time with Tommy John. Um but, hey, that's what happens when you're a college, college player. That's why I kind of relate him to, to Clark Schmidt a little bit. Um, being a college player is you get the extra time there and you're probably a little older compared to, to Debbie, who's, who's coming over from international um, signings. So keep an eye there on Montgomery. But, all right, Sam, we got to talk about finally playing the Boston Red Sox. It's coming up this weekend. How are we feeling? The Red Sox are ahead of the Yankees in the standings and have been, to me, one of the more surprising teams in all of baseball. I did not expect them to be this good. They they clearly just took 2020 off and said, fuck it, let's figure it out next year. J.D. Martinez is playing like a MVP candidate after looking like a garbage man last year. So this team this team is better than, than I expected um, and are a real threat here for the Yankees. They have 33 and 23, and the Yankees are 31 and 26. Three games. First time all year, the Yankees can sweep. They will actually have passed the Red Sox in wins, which would be uh, a great little feat for the weekend. Yeah, it would be. And the Red Sox are coming off losing three or four at the Houston Astros. They won on Thursday. But very surprising to me as well. Martin Perez threw a gem for them today. He's been one of the better pitchers in the American League. And I am surprised they, they've stayed afloat for this long. It's... They've had stretches kind of like the Yankees in different ways. Uh, I talk about this. I'm sorry if I sound like a broken freaking record. Everyone in Major League Baseball has at least 21 losses. The Yankees are sitting here with 26. I mean, like I said, there hasn't been anyone. No one's pulling away. No one is pulling away. And the Red Sox haven't pulled away, but – like you said, Steve, you mentioned J.D. Martinez. He has been one of my, I don't want to say favorite hitters for a while, but. Pure hitter. He's great, great. One, he is 
arguably the best pure hitter in all of baseball. Now you've got Vlad Jr. Um, it, There's a lot of that, but he's just, of- just an old school, like he's getting up there in age, just an old school. Uh-huh. I'm going to come up there and, and put up, put together a, a good at bat. And it's been great because he really, really struggled last year. Um, and I think this is a huge stretch for the Red Sox. Not definitely not to make this at all a Red Sox podcast, but hey, like you said, lost three of four to Houston. Now they got three in New York. Then they got another three coming up versus Houston, then Toronto, Atlanta. They got a big stretch. I think this could we could see more of uh, how the Red Sox do here versus tougher competition. I mean, out of that list, you know, the Yankees might be looked at as not tough competition for them. So the Yankees need to come out here. It's uh, it's in New York. Um, we got Avaldi versus King Friday, so I think you get the, the matchup there to the Red Sox with the pitching. Um, Eduardo Rodriguez versus Tyone, Richards, Herman. So not top-tier ESPN Sunday Night Baseball kind of um, pitching matchups that we expected over the few past few years. Um, but huge starts for all those guys for the Yankees. King, Jameson, and Herman. Um, you know, first first glimpse of the rivalry for for Tyone uh, on Saturday and then it is actually Sunday night baseball for for Herman Sunday so so big 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 spots here for the for the rotation here uh but obviously no Cole given that he just pitched absolutely Steve and one guy if we're if we're talking about who I want to see break out this weekend we had him on the down list but he did have a homer and a double today is Brett Gardner uh, he lives. He probably lives for rivalry games. Brett Gardner's a gamer, like you said, the first guardy party of the year. But uh, he, he's he's looked like he's the party's been over. <laughs> one of twenty five coming into today, but <laughs> one of twenty five stretch slump coming into today. But only as good a, as your last at bat, right? <laughs> you're only as good as your last at bat. When we're talking about rivalries, he's a guy I'm looking to step up. The Yankees played Aaron Judge in center field on. Wednesday, I take it that is something they did not envision themselves having to do oh, God, this no. season. Uh, but Gardner's really the only true center fielder on the roster. The Yankees are going to have to make a move for an outfielder. I'm making a prediction. Brett Gardner's going to have a big weekend against the Boston Red Sox. I like that. Uh, I like, And he's going to be in the lineup. You know, you got – maybe he gets the day off versus the lefty Rodriguez, but you know he's going to be in the lineup uh, on, on Friday versus Valdi. Um, and Garrett Richards has not been, been great, but another righty there. So you, you, at minimum, we're going to see Brett Gardner uh, in the lineup two of the three games here. And then very possibly could see him in all three. It just depends on if the Yankees want to put Aaron Judge in center field again because I <laughs> credit for Tyler Wade. He's, he's been doing anything the Yankees ask for him, but he's not a center fielder. And he got, the fact that Tyler Wade started a game in center field is, is hilarious. Yeah, I that was surprising. It's but yeah, like I said, Gardner is the only center fielder right now on the roster. But we'll see what happens. But I like him to break out this weekend, and I like Gary Sanchez to have a big weekend. He's we've seen him do a lot against Red Sox pitching uh, in his career. He is seven of twenty-two in his last seven games. He's put together some really good at bats. Couple of doubles, a homer in that stretch. Well, I'd like um, him to hit some more home runs because he clearly doesn't know how to run the bases. So, I mean, come on, guy. Oh You're, my god, you, you how can't, bad was that? It's it's, it's not. It's been oh man. But you look. But like you said, the fact that he's on base is what we're gonna take. He's he's magically got his his average over two hundred. Um, his on base percentage is looking respectable when you look at the rest of his uh, 
his slash line here. But you know, 331 on base percentage. Um, I guess he's starting to get some power. Last seven games, he's got two home runs. Last 15 games, he's got last sorry, last 15 games, two home runs, seven RBIs. Uh, so pretty much half of his RBIs this season have come in the last two weeks. So Gary seems to be turning it around a little bit. Um, Kyle Hayakiyosha has not been that impressive with the bat. So I suspect we're going to see Gary every game this series. And like you said, you know, maybe David Price can come back from uh, the Dodgers for a, a one game and Gary can hit a couple home runs and get, get his season on track. <laughs> I would love that personally. <laughs> but yeah, that base running gaffe, uh, I want to go. Do you think we can do this challenge? One game without an error, one game without a base running gaffe, one game without a field. Same a double game. play. Well, a double play. That'd be a trifecta, right? Ooh, no dude, dub- double play. No double play. play. No running into and out on the bases. Um, and then what was your first one? It, it was. No, it was no base running mistakes. Oh, okay, so, yeah. No, yeah, no errors. errors and no double plays. And no double plays. Think we can do it in one game and a win, of course. <laughs> well, I mean, it feels like if we get those three, it ha- the Yankees have to win. Like, but we'll, we'll, I'm going to keep track of that. I'm going to keep track of that this weekend um, to see if the Yankees can 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 get a game like that. I might have to do some digging to see have they gotten a game like that this year. I suspect they have, but not as much as uh, a, a, as we hope here. But yeah, let's. It's a big big series versus Red Sox. It's didn't think we'd be saying that this much. Given what the Red Sox did last year, but you know the the Yankees, the division is is looking tight. It's looking we can we can scream. We talked a lot of negative things about the Yankees today. Uh, only four and a half games back with over a hundred to go. We're three of our last three wins in our last ten games. Not not that impressive here, but a hot streak here and there, and the Yankees are in this thing. I mean, they're in this thing right now. Like they're that's it, it's, it's they're not that far off. Like look. It's a two wild card system here. We want the AL East, absolutely. Four and a half games out of the AL East. We're half a game out of a wild card spot right now. Despite the Yankees apparently being the worst team of all time on Twitter, they're in the thick of a playoff position 60 games into the year. I said to you before we got on and started recording, I feel like I'm coming on to record a podcast about a game that the team that's 12 or 13 games below 500 instead of one that's five up and yeah. four games out four no, and a half games out of the this, this team should be 10 games above 500 we all think that we all think that they spend the money to be 10 games over 500 at this point in the year they should run away with division look at what the rays do they trade their shortstop in the middle of one of the hottest streaks in recent memory of baseball they they trade away their ace they still come back and they're they're on top the rays play a different different game on on paper than the yankees but once you get on the field the, the Yankees are are still there. They're, they're, they're still, you know, they still have 31 wins. They're still five games over 500. Um, there's a lot, a lot of work to do, but they're not they're not out of it. They're not the Orioles. They're not 19 and 37. You know, they're, they're, there's a lot of worse things here, you know. Um, I feel bad. Imagine do, I can't imagine doing a podcast if you're the Los Angeles Angels and talk about how awesome Shohei Otani is and before he got hurt, how amazing Albert Pujols is, and then you realize that your team sucks. Like, we do this, and we talk a lot about how awesome Aaron Judge is. We love how Garrett Cole is and all this stuff. And those players put the Yankees in a position with the rest of the roster to play, be in the playoffs. So, Like, do the Angels have draft picks? Do they do they draft <laughs> and have a farm system? Because they've got two of the best players in all of baseball. I know Trout's hurt, but 
25 I don't even say they're not even like they're not even trading away prospects for shit guys. They just don't know how to draft. They've done a little better recently, um, but they they've had these big contracts. They they they're keeping Joe Adele down in the minors, which yep. is nuts. They, they, they shipped that Albert Pujols unceremoniously. Now he's got like four home runs already since joining the Dodgers. Um, so yeah, I mean, like, look, we're not the Rangers. Like, we could be the Rangers. They they spend. I mean, the Rangers, the Angels, they spend big money. They're up there, big in payroll, and they suck. The Yankees are yes, they suck to us here in New York because they're not winning every single game possible. Um, and they've lost seven of their last 10. But let's turn it around right now versus, versus the Red Sox. Let's, let's be positive, Steve, here. Let's turn it around versus the Red Sox. Let's get on a little streak here. It may not seem like it's possible, but it, but it is. I mean, they, 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 are, they are the team that won six in a row. They swept the – so they won three of four versus the Rangers, and then they swept the White Sox, who are a very good team. There is a team in there that exists. So they're, they're – they're, I believe they are the, – they've scored less than three runs – more than any less than more than three jesus they've scored less than three runs more times than any team in baseball besides the pirates that's not the yankees the yankees need to score more runs we know that they they we know they can do it we know they can do it they but they haven't done it consistently let's get five runs at least every game versus the red sox it seems wild that there's even a possibility for that um but we gotta do it (laughs) Sox pitching is up and down i mean it's definitely possible the yankees are going to be at home Weather's going to be gorgeous this weekend. It's going to be 90s all three Let days. Let that ball uh, fly, baby. It's going to be, yeah. Um, Let's get the home runs. Let's get the, the Yankees have 67 home runs on the year. Um, all this talk about Yankees need to start putting the ball in play more. Do what's even better than putting the ball in play? Just hitting the ball over the fence. Give me more home runs. Do it. Six, six, remember, like how hard is this? <laughs> remember when I said 23 home runs yes. in seven games? Sam, I want 10 home runs versus the Red Sox this weekend. <laughs> Let's do it. You know what? 11 is a lucky number. Let's do 11 home runs over three games. Aaron Judge hits four. Gary Sanchez hits three. Well, we can't have – there's – I mean, I go through the the, the home run tracker I got on Twitter, and there's just way too many games where it's just like no home run, no home run, no home run, no home run. Look, they they won some – they win some of those games. That's awesome. But it would be a lot easier if they just hit the ball over the fence. And look, that's that's the team the Yankees are built for. The Yankees are built for home runs. So stop complaining that the Yankees hit too many home runs. Like, no, they don't. They hit too many double plays. Get the ball up. Get the ball out of the park. Hit the ball over the short porch. We've seen a lot of home runs that way recently. You know, and Duhar, two of his home runs were short porch. Brett Gardner hit a little uh, party over there. Uh, Gio Urshela yesterday um, uh, on Lou Gehrig Day went opposite way in the first inning. Take take advantage of that short porch. If, if look, if you're gonna get beat because the ball is tougher, wait on it a little bit and go opposite way, opposite way, and just hope it goes out of the park. <laughs> it's easy, yeah, <laughs> right? Do it. Punch it right over. Punch it right over, and go out to left field too, with that Clint short swing flick of the wrist. I want to see it all this weekend, and I want to see a nice Tyone start in his first taste of the rivalry, and I want to see competence from Mike King on Friday night. Um, yeah, then the goal for the goal the goal for him, I think, don't get shelled. Give the Yankees offense a chance to win the game. Yeah, and then they finish that up after after Boston. Then they get uh, their old friend they love beating up on, um, in a nice three game series in Minnesota. So I want to see we got Garrett Cole versus uh, Jay Happ on next Wednesday. So maybe we will record after next Wednesday. Hopefully Cole pitches a perfect game and we destroy Happ. <laughs> 
Sounds great to me. That's, uh, yeah, that sounds great to me. Getting to see our old friend Jay Happ, uh, still somehow making starts. He was okay to start the year. He was okay. I mean, we know, Sam, we know what's going to happen. He's going to go six innings, one run versus the Yankees. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's going to look like, I always, I sent a text, all right, I sent a Slack in the Gotham baseball chat today, uh, Ryan Yarborough, he's got like a four ERA every time he he comes in to face the Yankees, and, and he's Sandy Koufax out there. <laughs> I mean, there's always those guys, yeah, it pitchers all and time. hitters. But let's hope it's not this weekend, though. That's, yes, exactly. So ended positive. Yankees took two of four from the best team in baseball. Clint Frazier hit a walk off home run. Miguel Duhar had three home runs this week. Um, we're going to play Boston for the first time all year. And then we have uh, a team we beat up a lot uh, in the Twins. So, r- rough week. Rough week. Rough 10 games for the Yankees. Absolutely. It's baseball. You play 162 of them. We haven't even played 60. We got over 100 games left. Let's focus on the next 10. Let's go with 10 game stretches here. Let's turn it around here. Three versus Boston, three versus Minnesota. We Four wins, right? Four and two minimum. Minimum. We're all right. two and one. Since the month of June began, which there you go. Good. Let's keep building on that. Let's have a good June. There you go. We had we had a good May. Look at it as an overall. The Yankees had a good May. I believe they were seventeen and eleven in May. Well, I'll take that. All right. Continue in June. Two and one in June. Let's focus on the first ten days of June. That will get us to at the end of the the Twin series here. Then Sam and I will come back and record, and we'll say how great the Yankees have been in June. (laughs) Sounds great to me. Let's keep it going. All right. Thanks for listening, guys, as always. Uh, Hopefully it's all more positive things to talk about. The Yankees don't get hurt and they get some wins. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at AngelSteve89. And you can find Sam at at Real underscore Sam Mars. As always, we appreciate you guys for listening. Hope you guys have a good start to your summer. (laughs) 